Could not be more pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, Matt Damon. Are you one of those Patriot fans that takes Lee in the Jets and the butt fumbling? Scene? I made the Liberace movie this year, so that's fine. <laughs> There's some butt fumbling in that movie, too. Just a wee little bit. <laughs> Larry David, good to see you, sir. I think a lot of writers can be offensive coordinators. What's harder? If I could write stories, why would I be able to draw up a play? He is none other than Broadway, Joe Namath. If Mark were to get the nod, and if he played decently, if, uh, if, what a big word for only two letters, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Cannavale. I told you my Derek Jeter story. I had Yankees, Atlanta, for the World Series. Screaming, screaming, screaming. Nothing, nothing, nothing. He doesn't even look at me. Finally, last at bat, eighth <laughs> inning, yeah. Jeter comes up. Derek! Just turn around, man! Just turn around! <laughs> Finally, he like dumb. He does the thing with the weight. He's about to go up. He turns around. He looks at me. He goes, "Bro, I hear you." <laughs> Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. We come to you two days before Christmas, the day after the Week 16 Sunday that sorted out so much and yet has left us with tons of questions remaining with one week to go in the 2013 National Football League regular season that has delivered week in and week out. Uh, good to see you, Chris Law. Rich, How are good you, to sir? See you. I'm doing well. My Eagles with a big... Big win last night? Yes, we will get to all of that. Good to see you, Chris Brockman. Good to see you, Rich Eyes. And my reverse jinx on the Patriots worked. Yes, it's odd that uh, you went for the Ravens and the Jets this week. I did. And the Patriots won, and the Jets helped you out, too, in your picks this week. Um, So much, like I said, to discuss and digest in Week 16 and get you set for Week 17. We have all the playoff-clinching scenarios. There are many. We are taping this before the Monday night game in... Candlestick Park that many people are going into it, and we have gone into this for the last few weeks looking to this Monday night finale of the 2013 regular season as the last game ever in Candlestick Park. But the way everything has broken, thanks to the Arizona Cardinals' shocking win in Seattle in Week 16, that has thrown even that concept into doubt. We are, again, taping this before Atlanta plays San Francisco. And if San Francisco wins tonight, as people expect them to, it would clinch a playoff spot for San Francisco. And the NFC West is yet to be clinched. As a matter of fact, not a single division in the NFC going into Week 17 has been decided. That is incredible. It is. It is. And we'll talk about it all on this show that includes the audio conversation of the cast of Anchorman 2 that Chris Law and I uh, participated in, set up, produced, hosted last week in the NFL. Survived? Is that a good word? Office. Survived, yeah. Well, yes, as you have seen the uh, <laughs> raw footage in the edit bay that you uh, exited moments ago to tape this podcast. Indeed. And to which you will return after we tape this podcast. That television show comes out of the edit bay oven tonight, gets sent to our facilities, and then beamed into your television world's Christmas Eve night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time after the Vince Lombardi football life, part one of the Vince Lombardi football life, and the after show that takes place. And all those hardcore, 
old school football junkies that will be watching this spectacular football life. That hard nosed football life. Are they that see? old school football <laughs> life will then be subjected to thirty minutes of pure idiocy. Uh, on our air, care of the three of us. A lot of favorite <laughs> moments from that trip in New York. Uh, obviously, getting to meet those guys. We'll, we'll get into it later, but uh, I think after we play the conversation, um, we had a surprise guest stop by. We had a couple, but one that Paul Rudd and Steve Carell both went up to and were like, "We're a big fan of yours. He's a guy you see every yep. Sunday on the field." Um, we'll get to that. But later. that, yeah, we're going to play the audio of the conversation again we had at NFL headquarters. Uh, me with Will Ferrell, Ron Burgundy, Steve yes. Carrill, Brick, Brick Tamland, Tamland, <laughs> the weatherman, Champ Kind, David Keckner, Champ Kind, the Whammy. the, the uh, sportscaster, and then Brian Fontana, Paul Rudd, all four of them, Keckner, Rudd, Carrill, so Ferrell, it is together so good at once. That's on this show, yes. on this show. But let's get to the football aspect of this first, guys. Yeah. I, I sort of don't know where to start. Why don't we start in Seattle? Because, well, I mean, that's where I guess the NFC dominoes began to fall. But I, I think maybe we should go chronologically in a way. Okay. Here. I, what the, the Cowboys spent the entire week on the griddle after that one-point loss to Green Bay where they led 26 to 3 and then lost 37-36 at home. Mm. And everyone was wondering how in the world this could possibly put back together. But at 7 and 7 all was not lost. All they had to do was win in Washington DC early in the day Sunday and that's it. They would live to have another day because Philadelphia would have been only one game ahead of them with a win on Sunday Night Football, a game in, if they had lost, they would have the same record. Dallas had already beaten Philadelphia this year, setting up a win-and-in, winner-take-all, Week 17 game that on this show we have been circling <laughs> for yeah. weeks. Weeks. I mean, we saw the clouds forming around yeah. Week 9, Week Absolutely. 10. No doubt about it. That for sure, Eagles at Cowboys Week 17 would be the final game of the regular season game 256 yes. on your Is that official? NFL Did it schedule. get officially flexed? Well, as I tweeted out the minute that the Cowboys had won, the minute the Cowboys won, I wonder how fast NBC can say that this is the right. final game right. of the regular season. Right. At that point, my our boss, the grand poobah of this entire NFL Network operation, Steve Bornstein, was walking into the studio. I asked him, how quickly can they announce? <laughs> like, well, we have a meeting later on at night. Oh, I think it was okay. set for like um, 9 o'clock Eastern time, 6 o'clock. So that's why around right around halftime, boom, they came out. Yep. Game not over. So good. And that is the final game of the regular season because the Cowboys and the Eagles, it will be a win-and-in scenario. Winner goes to the playoffs, hosts an NFC, wins the NFC East, hosts a playoff game, loser goes home. Dallas, as we all know, has lost the last two such games. Two yes. years ago, the regular season ended with Dallas and the Giants. The Giants won it, won the Super Bowl eventually. They did. Last year, Dallas and Washington played that game. Dallas lost it. Washington went on to the playoffs and played a playoff game 
the results of which they are still feeling the effects because of what happened with RG3 in that game and the Shanahan RG3-ness of it all. And interestingly enough, the coach who stood in Dallas's way of making that game happen was Mike Shanahan in Washington, D.C. with Kirk Cousins. And lo and behold, they led that game. They led that game in the fourth quarter by two scores. When DeMarco ran that ball backwards slightly, I started feeling good. Like, they're not going to get in. The Eagles can clinch today with a win. Well, you were talking about... The third down play, right? The third down play. Yeah, which to, I think you need to be a little bit, I think you need to be a little bit more specific. I think everyone, everyone watched that, that ending or has seen the highlight know. by now. No? You know, let me tell you something. The reason why the word broad is in broadcasting is not referring <laughs> to a dame. Fair enough. You're referring to when Dallas got into the red zone I mean, they had for six. the first attempt at a touchdown when they were down two scores, right. and DeMarco Murray started getting marched back, and sure enough, they had to settle for a field goal, meaning they were down 23-17, and Romo, what did he start on his own six for that final drive? For the final drive? Call that one up. Let's check. But he needed to go the entire length of the field for a touchdown, and guess what he did? He did it. And you knew there they were again set up for another Romo moment. And the Cowboys, they just only know one way to do it, which is to put their fans in the front of the roller coaster and say, you can't even touch the bar. Your arms must be up in the air because this is the ride that we provide. They started first and 10 at the 13. 13. Wow. 87-yard season on the line, and Romo was flawless. He was flawless. And they had they had second they had first and goal at the four and then second and goal at the one foot line. And then DeMarco Murray got stopped for that nine yard loss. Fourth and ten. Fourth and season from the ten. Yep. And Romo hit Murray for a touchdown. 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 Unbelievable. Oh, so that was the Murray that you were talking no, that about. Was, that was the one back. I was he got knocked back to. a couple of times in the red zone. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Nine yard loss on the toss left mm, there. Mm, mm. Tough. And then comes the news Monday, after all of this, to get Dallas in that win and in game. That Romo's out for the season. And I only say that with a chuckle because you, this team, it's unbelievable. The a roller back coaster problem. ride continues. Yes, a back problem, a back issue that no, I- Romo suffered in the final throws of that victory, which, believe, I, I mean, if he's got a back problem, to keep his amount for the rest of the season after that performance. And he was dealing with that, that performance. I don't remember him taking a huge hit in that game, do you? I, don't, I mean, we'll find out more, obviously. Again, well, this is taped the Monday before the Monday night game in San Francisco. But, I mean, I, I, I know from back problems that I've had from anybody, my wife, anybody, mm. you're, you're prone on the ground. He's standing up. He's winning game, football games, and he's, he's at the podium. And if you look at that last touchdown pass to DeMarco Murray, he escaped two defenders, made a play with his feet. Incredible. He's played with cracked ribs before. This guy's a, a, a battler. It makes me feel bad. You know, you go from kind of laughing, mocking the guy to now. You, you want to play, even as an Eagles fan, I want to play the Cowboys at the best and have it go. Hey, what started at the beginning of the season to now. But I'll take the playoffs anyway. Nick go. Foles versus Kyle Orton. Who would have thought that that would be the Eagles versus Cowboys Week 17 winner-take-all game on NBC? Nick Foles versus Kyle Orton. And, and I'll tell you what. Flynn versus McCown. And I will tell you this right now. That's true. We'll talk about that game in a second. 
But I'll tell you this right now. In the season in which Nick Foles is an MVP candidate, okay, I understand Peyton's going to win that going away. Tom Brady's going to get the vote, more votes, second-place votes. There'll be Cam Newton, your guy. Your guy, Cam Newton's going to get a vote or two. You know, I could you could even say that Foles isn't that the MVP on his own team. LaShawn McCoy is, sure, fine. But Foles, the way he has played the position, He's clearly the guy moving forward in Philadelphia to a point. I even said this on game day morning this Sunday when Ian Rappaport, one of his items was that Michael Vick would consider returning to Philadelphia as a backup. Right. That everyone assumes that, you know, it's Foles' gig. Vick will be gone and he's going to try and get that starting job somewhere else. He's he's fine being the backup. It's amazing. That is amazing. That's amazing. how well Foles has played. Yeah. In a season in which that has happened, in a season in which, as you mentioned, McCown, what has happened with him in Chicago, making Jay Cutler's walk season almost a moot point in the eyes of some of the beholders in Chicago, the way McCown has performed in that offense. Who's to say Kyle Orton isn't going to light it up Sunday night? You're going to sit here and tell me, oh, that's, this game's over. Foles is in. Eagles, just book your playoff tickets now, Philadelphia. Are you really going to look me in the face with DeMarco Murray and Jason Witten and Des Bryant there? Not after that Eagles defense gave up 48 points to Matt Castle and Asiel. You're going to tell me in this season, this piece of news makes it a wrap for Sunday all. night? Not at all. No chance, Plus, man. Plus, look at how the Eagles offense performed against the Cowboys last time. Now, it, I believe it does... It does probably put a wrap on the entire season for Dallas moving forward if they do win this game can can Kyle Orton host a playoff game and beat Cam Newton if it's possible or or, or Colin Kaepernick or or Drew Brees if those are the people they're going to face even Carson Palmer and the Cardinals if they come in I mean they won't be they, you know what I mean like how how is that going to happen Okay, this bit of news for me makes me think of Jason Garrett. Now, weeks ago, Jerry Jones said that he was safe. He was coming back next year. But we know that means nothing. If they didn't make the playoffs, I certainly assumed that Jerry Jones was going to fire Jason yeah. Garrett. Now, he's got an out. Like, hey, my quarterback is out. Tony Romo didn't play. How can you put losing to Philadelphia Bill, Bill on Callahan's me? has gone, if, if anything, I guess. But what I'm saying is this this now, I, I think, uh, just uh, locks it up that Garrett's going to come back next year. I hear what you're saying. Jerry Jones is also one of the guys who doesn't need an out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I know. But I understand I know, what but, you're saying, that he that, that, that this is something that provides him the political cover to make this, exactly. to make this maneuver, which is to not make a maneuver at all. Right. I understand what you're saying in that regard. I think that Kyle Orton can absolutely make the right moves here and win a football game for the Dallas Cowboys that he has a full week of reps to get ready for. Okay, all of that, 100%. And there there is actual NFL history. The New York Giants won a Super Bowl with Jeff Hostetler quarterbacking. Now, they did have O.J. Anderson run the ball 40, for 40 minutes to keep the K-Gun Jim Kelly on the sideline. And a little guy on defense. Will, will, uh, will, will they, do they commit enough to DeMarco Murray, and do they have the firepower to do that? And we obviously the Giants had a defense that year with the captain, Ed Al, that you can't, even, you can't even compare the current Dallas crop to that. But I'm just talking about this Sunday. Sure. In this year, where we've seen backup quarterbacks do what they've done, 
backup quarterbacks who don't have nearly the experience and success, I might add. Yeah, Kyle Orton. Of Kyle Orton. Now we all I know Kyle Orton was a guy who pooped the 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 bed to the point that led to the Tebow era in Denver. I understand well, well, that. It was really the fan. But they weren't even doing that bad when they sat him. It was the outcry from the fans. No, man. There was bad enough that they went from Orton to Brady Quinn, and Fox was like, all right, let's see what McDaniel's first-round pick can do. And we found out what happened. Your Kyle Orton stats for 2013, he is 3 of 5 for 40 yards. Hmm. of the time (laughs) it works all the time (laughs) boom unbelievable what's going on here and that's just you know that's just the dallas side of things and and the redskins i mean their season is just circling the tubes wasn't there a little part of you though for months now when washington got the ball back with 108 wasn't there just a little part of you that expected them to come down and kick a game of course but they have how many they they had a lead in our thursday night game in minnesota they've had tons of leads they can't hold on to it they can't close the game they can't close the game and they've got one of the greatest running backs that we've have in the in the in the league now and special and alfred mars special teams bit them they can't do anything right man first opening and they 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 have uh three wins Heading into their final game at the New York Giants, who had a major hand in setting up the other win and in game of week 17, because the Detroit Lions needed to win out and have Green Bay or Chicago lose one of their final two remaining games to have a chance at winning their division. A division that they led at six and three after sweeping the Chicago Bears for the first time since 2007, causing us on NFL Game Day morning to ask, how can the Lions lose the NFC North? Because at the time, they swept the Bears for the first time in six years. Aaron Rodgers had a freshly broken collarbone, and that was all set up for him. And they've won only one time since. And I tweeted this out. Words that set it all up. I said words that say it all. Once six and three... The now seven and eight Lions have been eliminated by the once 0-6 Giants. Crazy. And they lost at home in overtime to a Giants team that just is so mistake-prone. They can't get out of their own way. Eli threw another pick at 26 interceptions this season. On the other side of the ball, though, you've got in that 1-5 stretch, Matthew Stafford, 12 picks, 6 fumbles. Oh. You can't be up seven with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter and throw a pick six. At home. Either. At home. Well, I mean, it went off the hands of his receiver. Still, it's another back-footed throw for, with him trying to sling it in there. Kurt Warner created quite the hornet's nest in Detroit this week based on his Sunday game day morning comments saying the most um, undisciplined quarterback in the league. And uh, Sap too, calling him a trick shot artist. Called Matthew Stafford a trick shot artist. And now one week from today, December 30th, it's going to be Black Monday, and everybody's expecting Jim Schwartz's name to be called out. Are you ready, Chris Law, to lose your college head coach? I don't... Look, you ready to lose Bill O'Brien? I know it's Cause been... Because that's coming. I know it's now rumored at At least Texas, the rumors are coming for the, sure. The Texans, the Vikings, the Lions, the University of Texas. He re-upped last year. Well, you heard all the story about his buyout being lowered for, for a pro sports team, but yeah. not for... But for a, a college team is a different story. Put my my association with Penn State aside. This is what 
I've hated about college coaching and the what we see with Sarkeesian leaving. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's no loyalty in college coaching anymore, especially when kids are then tied to the school for four years because a lot of them, they don't come to play for schools anymore. They come to play for coaches and systems. So based on that Sorkin-esque soliloquy, you are not ready to lose your head coach. <laughs> no, not words. at all. I hope not. He's a great... Because <laughs> his, his name is going to be... I mean, it's just going to build and build and build over the next week. And certainly when a, a Big Ten area like Detroit is looking for an offensive-minded head coach perhaps to get Stafford on the straight and narrow and use the remaining window of time with a clearly banged-up Calvin Johnson, right? I mean, the kid, the, the kid yeah. is just – he was yep. hobbled. At any rate, the Lions now are eliminated, setting up, even though both the Bears and Packers lost, setting up a Week 17 game in Soldier Field – for week 17, all the marbles, late window Fox, well, Green well, Bay at Chicago, I guess you can put uh, you can put Buck and, and Aikman, our Absolutely. buddies Buck and Aikman, in that, in that Soldier Field booth right now. And the winner goes on to host a playoff game. Loser goes home, and everybody's going to be waiting for that bone scan in Wisconsin. <laughs> and of all the teams that he can come back against, it's the team that knocked him out. Well, here's the scary thing. If you're the if you're the Eagles or the Cowboys, if you win the NFC East or the North, your odds are you're playing in that first round either the Niners or the Saints. Like it's it's no. Well, here's the thing too, buddy. The Arizona Cardinals. That's I true. got tweeted by somebody who listened to our podcast from last week, listened to it Sunday night or Monday morning, saying you guys made it a foregone conclusion that Arizona was losing, and Arizona going into Seattle. And handing Russell Wilson his first home loss in Seattle in two years, and he's being professional, was his first home loss ever. Going into Seattle and doing that was a shocker. Upset of the year. And I know we keep saying that each week, right? Upset of the year this, no upset question. of the year that. No question. But Arizona going into a place where they lost one year ago 58 to nothing. Further proof. We've known this, we've talked about it. He was a guest on our show. That Bruce Arians can coach football, man. Oh, yeah. That guy can coach, coach it, football. Coach of the year, potentially? Well, I mean, his back name is in that hat now, but Ron Rivera clearly, I think, is the front runner for the coach of the year you know, Ron, after that. But we'll get to that in a moment. Arizona beating Seattle has thrown the entire NFC up in the air. Again, as I said moments ago, not a single division has been clinched. And we have always thought, ah, that's over with the NFC West. Road to the NF- the Super Bowl may go through to New Jersey, and the NFC is going to go through Seattle. Guess what? Seattle may not even win their division now. If San Francisco wins its final two games and Seattle loses next week, San Francisco wins the NFC West. Now, that's a large if. A large if for many reasons. We just saw on Sunday, nothing's for granted in this time of year. Who knows what Atlanta can do on Monday night? I doubt it. Let's just assume that San Francisco wins that. The game that San Francisco must win in Week 17 is at Arizona. Who holds the tiebreaker there? Do, do we well, that? here's San Francisco's already beaten Arizona this okay. year. They, they won in candlestick. If San Francisco wins on Monday night, San Francisco gets a playoff spot, something Seattle already has. 
So one of the wild cards is taken over. And Arizona cannot win the NFC West. So either Seattle or San Francisco is going to win the NFC West. Now the way that Arizona can clinch a playoff spot is if they beat San Francisco and San Francisco loses this week to Atlanta. Let's assume that doesn't happen. The only other way Arizona can get into the playoffs is by winning at home next week against San Francisco and then having New Orleans just absolutely, you know what, to the bed. Get McGlennon. By losing at home to Tampa Bay. And that is the way that Arizona gets in. Wow. San Francisco gets in, and Seattle is in, and the NFC West gets three teams in, and New Orleans goes from maybe being the two seed to home to out for the playoffs, and Arizona gets in. But the fact that Arizona won in San Francisco in Seattle has blown the whole thing wide open. Again, there hasn't been a single division clinched, and it makes Seattle seem just a little less in- invincible. I've told you. That 12th man, as we all know, is, is palpable. We agree. Afternoon games in front of the 12th man has a totally different atmosphere than night in Seattle. The night games in Seattle are so much tougher to win than the 125 local time kickoffs there. I wonder what the scoring difference is between those afternoon games, and they've played, what, three or four night games this year at Seattle? I bet, I mean, it's, I bet, it's, I bet it's astronomical. Well, that, that's, that's, the, that's the real parsing that, I mean, we no, can know, really get we're into just, it. But I'm what, just what saying. are your thoughts on if, let's say it plays out where the Saints, um, the Saints do beat the Bucks, but the Cardinals beat the Niners. They have 11 wins. The Packers beat the Bears in that showdown. Mm-hmm. They win the division at eight, seven, and one. The Cardinals don't make the playoffs at eleven and five. That's the way the ball bounces, man. Do you, do you are you in favor? There's been talk of no. You win your division. You you, you win you your go. division. You're yes, in. Yes. 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 No changes there. Yes. Yes. Even though you won yes. three more games in yes. the National Football League, doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. It's like real estate. Location yeah. matters, man. It's true. It's a good, good location point. matters, and. The Saints and the Panthers hit each other in the mouth in that game where the Saints, it looked like, you know, they survived the third quarter monsoon being down 10-6, to trailing 7-6 at half, and took Carolina's best shot and marched down the field and scored a touchdown to take the lead 13-10 late. And it looked like that's the signature, right? Breeze finds Jimmy Graham in the end zone. He dunks. Take that, everybody who says we can't win on the road. A tough road game, tough weather conditions. Against a tough defense featuring Luke Keekley with, count them, 24 tackles. I mean, he's on another level. How many, holding, how, many, how many holding penalties? Yeah, that, Four tackles. Yeah, That was insane. He does have a penchant for taking the big beast of a tight end he tackled and red zone bear hugs. He does have a penchant for that. I'm not saying, Rich. What are you saying? I'm just saying. 24 tackles, okay? Survived all of that up 13-10, and Cam Newton <laughs> finds Ted Ginn over the middle. Marches him downfield. Greg Olson 
And for those of you who predicted a last-minute Panther win over the Saints thanks to a Cam Newton to Dominic Hickson hookup, <laughs> you win the lottery, man. That's the football Powerball right there. Holy smokes. And as, you know, Irv and Dion and the crew on game day final pointed out, when you've got an athletic quarterback and protection seems to break down, normally he's out the gate. I'm going to pick this up with my legs. He stayed in the pocket, goes through his progression, found the guys, touchdown. And he had had a, he had struggled he in struggled, that game. Yeah. Rivera said it right too. up to that point. And Riverboat Ron and the Carolina Panthers minus Steve Smith, who's got a PCL and who's basically been ruled out for Week 17. They have to go down to Atlanta, where the U-Haul will be backed up. Understood. <laughs> and again, we'll see Monday night how this team is responding to a backed up U-Haul in December, but. They've got to go down to Atlanta. They should, that's a winnable game. Carolina wins that game. Carolina gets the NFC South, gets a bye week, and there is a possibility for Carolina to get home field advantage throughout the entire NFC playoffs. That the road wow. to New Jersey would go through Carolina, and this is the scenario in which it would occur. Carolina wins. In Atlanta, Seattle loses at home again. Now, that would be a real tough. I, I mean, that's a big if to go back-to-back home 12-man losses. Such a big word for two letters. Right, as Namath would say. <laughs> but we saw how the Rams played against Seattle the first time around. And the Rams are the team that goes in there. Robert Quinn. Possible defensive player of the year, Robert no Quinn. No doubt. 18 sacks, three baggings of McLennan on... <laughs> Your week 16 Sunday with 18 sacks. He had three on Russell Wilson in that Monday night game that came down to an odd play call with Kellen Clemens throwing it in an, what was it, like a fade to, yeah. to, to, to Tavon I don't even, Austin? I don't even or, know who it was. Well, it came down to the final play on that Monday nighter. Yep. And the Rams are the one who goes in. And then San Francisco. Has to win twice. Win twice. San Francisco must win twice. And I think the reason for that is, is San Fr- in, in all of these tie breaks, it's tough to figure out, but to create a three-way tie or a two-way tie, it depends on, on what, what, might, what benefits a team, okay? And we'll discuss that when it comes to the sixth seed in the AFC in a moment. I'm sure some listeners' heads, because you're doing a great, great job but, of explaining it, but just visually, if, you want, if you're listening to this podcast and you're at a computer, yes. go to NFL.com slash playoff picture, and you can see how this is laid out visually. Because it is better to see and it And it visually. does help if you're listening to the conversation. But if I'm not that. mistaken, the reason why San Francisco wins twice – their final record would be what? You got that for me? Yeah. San Francisco's final record would be 12 and 4. Carolina's final record would be what? 12 and 4. If C- if Seattle loses, their final record would be 12 and 4. Okay. And who would have the best What you end up doing there is you have to break the divisional tie first. So, so did, San Francisco would win the NFC West. 
kicking Seattle out of the three-way tie. Carolina gets it. And Carolina beats San Francisco. Right. Yeah. That's why sometimes you need to create the three-way tie. Seattle's divisional uh, conference record at 12-4 and would be what? Seattle is three and two. They would be no divi- conference record. No conference. They're nine and two now. So if they lose to the Rams, nine and, three. nine and three. If Carolina wins, uh, they what would their conference record be? Nine, nine and, three. and three. And then San Francisco winning twice would make them nine and three. Well, no, they, I just explained it. I, whatever it would be is that if it was just Seattle and Carolina. They would not win the tiebreak because San Francisco must join this party to get to Seattle get out of the picture, yeah. right? To create the head-to-head. Because Seattle beat Carolina Week One. That's the way a lot of these, and, and I get these tweets all the time, and people are confused. Wait a minute, we beat this team heads up. How are we? Like for instance, the sixth seed in the AFC. We're going to get to that in a minute. I want to. I want to put the NFC to bed here first. Carolina can win it all, man. In the NFC, it's entirely possible. And this is all thanks to Arizona winning in Seattle. If Arizona had lost in Seattle, New Orleans would have been in. San Francisco would have been in. Seattle would have had home field throughout the entire playoffs. They'd have the number one wrapped up. And the only question would be, the only question would be, is who's the two, three, and four seed? Right. Because you'd know the two and five would be either Carolina or, or New Orleans. Because Carolina clinched a playoff spot, period, just by winning. So you knew that. But because Arizona won, entering this Monday night game, San Francisco's still out in the cold. New Orleans is still out in the cold. Arizona is still warm. Man. Instead of being dead and cold. What a huge win that was. Not only for Arizona, but just throwing the entire NFC playoff picture. It's like taking the chessboard and throwing the pieces up in the air. Only two teams have clinched. It's Seattle insane. and Carolina. And you don't know if they're going to either host a game or not. Those could could possibly be your two wildcard teams. That's, that's why the okay. sport. That's why you play each week, The man. two teams we saw, yeah, they're definitely your bye week teams. Well, that's why all this rest your starters stuff, they might rest starters. Seeding is everything in the playoffs, too. Like, well, that's what I was talking about. Isn't going Because after Dallas, when everybody thought, well, Philadelphia's got nothing to play for. Yeah. I'm like, you know, they, they've got something to play for, that three seed. Right. Because you don't want to have to win a playoff game and be the fodder for the 12th man in the divisional playoffs because the 4-5 will most likely have to go up to Seattle if everything oh, goes to the seeding possibility, right? Yep. Philadelphia 50 burgered the Bears. By the way, the Bears are the four seed right now. They've been outscored this season by 28 points. <laughs> Last night didn't help. Will Aaron Rodgers return? That is the big yes. question McCarth- of week 17. Yes. McCarthy's presser on Friday at about what 125 Eastern is going to be pretty interesting. Will the bone scan come up clean? What happens saw, in that meeting between Mark Murphy, the president, Aaron Rodgers, that's right, the coach, because, because as they've the established, doctor, it's an organizational decision. What happens, Thompson? It's interesting. Getting that bone scan back, and if it's just ninety-five eh, percent, doctor goes, eh, you know, I mean, I'm not so sure. You know what I mean? I Rogers. Is, oh. Man. Isn't this the but injury that Clay uh, Matthews broke his thumb? He's out. That defense can't stop anybody. 
You run the risk. We saw what happened with RG3 in a game one. We're playing him, and the whole organization gets thrown off. Just not throwing shoulder. Stick him out there. He's definitely playing. Question of week 17. This is the injury Romo had. Didn't come back. None. Bar none. Question of week 17. Wow. That's your NFC playoff picture. I don't believe I missed anything. For those, because the the Eagles and Bears, they they sent. That's it. Eagles, Bears, Cowboys. There are no and Packers. There's just one line in their clinching scenarios. One. Now New Orleans. Okay, New Orleans has. Uh, if they win, they're in. They win, they're in. They all got to do is just beat McLennan at home. They get to beat the four win Bucks at home. That's it. Which you think in. is a foregone conclusion. They're in. As a four win buck, a four win Bucks. They're in. And then they become fans of the Falcons, interestingly enough, because that is the manner in which they win the South. They will know by the time they kick off. They're a late window on Fox. Carolina and Atlanta is the early game. So Carolina can win. If they win, they wrap up the NFC South. It's theirs. And if they just merely win, they clinch a first-round bye. They're the, they're, they're clinch a first-round bye, they're in. And then they sit back and they watch everything else happen. They host a playoff game and they get a bye week. And, and, and Steve Smith can ice, ice up that knee and get ready for a divisional home playoff game. Needing just two wins to go to the Super Bowl, man. Oh, Wow. But Carolina will sit back and know their fate. New Orleans, if Carolina loses, they win They win the South. They get a first-round bye. Carolina wins, and New Orleans wins. They're in. Now, if New Orleans loses that game, if they lose, if they somehow lose, they are still in. If Arizona loses to San Francisco... And they're they're also still in if San Francisco loses twice. Does that make sense to you? That's what yeah. it has yeah, here. Yeah. I'm trying to make heads or tails of that because because that means San Francisco would win. That means they would be in. I'm trying to think of if a way. San Francisco loses tonight. I'm I'm trying to figure this one out. New Orleans. Did the Saints play the 49ers this year? Yeah, and they beat them. Yeah, they played last year. Remember, they had the great and that's playoff why. game a bit, last year? Yeah, you remember the Ahmad Brooks moment. They've right. got the tiebreak over right. San Francisco. That's why. So, New Orleans is a little bit murky right now. I'm trying to give you the, the best possible picture. I think we're batting 99% right now in the NFC. Let's move to the AFC before we get to our anchor. A lot easier. Well, it is because a one week after the top three seeds lost, all four top seeds won. All of them. Denver. New England, Cincinnati, and Indianapolis. And that Indy win was stones, man. They went into Kansas City and they hit him in the mouth. Who was playing for potentially the number one overall seed. Correct. If they could have won. Right. And Denver, at one point, they're looking up at the scoreboard. Denver was up 16-13 third quarter. I mean, that thing was, it was there. The Texans had a shot. Second half with Schaub. They had him. And then Peyton Manning just went nuts, man. Just went, nuts. went absolutely crazy. And Tom Curran, our friend of uh, Comcast Sports New England, is pointing out 
when Brady and the Patriots were running it up in 07, and Brady got his 50 touchdowns, and they were still winging it around late in games, New England was getting hammered, right? Because they were running it up, they're trying to stick it to everybody because of Spygate, blah, blah, blah. Peyton Manning was throwing up three scores. And they are getting celebrated. Yes, that's his point. That Peyton Manning, to break that record, he's throwing on the hapless Houston Texans. And trust me, I was going against him in fantasy. I'm like, please (laughs) run the ball. Please. I think the hoodie has something to do with all that, though, right? Oh, there's no question that there is a double standard when it comes to Bill Belichick. And, And on top of it, you don't hear, we're talking Ron Rivera. We're talking Bruce Arians. We're talking Andy Reid as coach of the year. No talk for Bill. How is Bill Belichick not mentioned as coach of the year? Well, I said that at the beginning of the year. I thought Belichick maybe, and you're like, you both were like, really? No way. Well, no, I, said no way that, I picked him. Belichick as coach of the but, year. But, or then maybe it was. No, it was, uh, well, uh, I said. I, no I chance said, writers give yes, it to Yes, because it's, it's cause everybody expects them to win. This is their 11th divisional crown. As coach and and quarterback together, the Belichick Brady are eleven. That's insane. Division wins as they won their eleventh AFC East title as a quarterback and coach of the Patriots together. Everybody expects them to do it, but this year to do what they have done and be eleven and four, champions of the AFC East, be, being one home win over the Buffalo Bills away from clinching a bye week. Being one either Cincinnati or, or, or and one win in a Denver loss in Oakland away from having home field throughout. Boy, that that's that, pretty amazing, man. That loss me, in Miami it, just—it's just uh, if they had just if they had won that one, get, uh, it could go. It, the road to New, New Jersey could go down I ninety five, man. It's entirely guess, or possible. Or the field goal penalty against the Jets, oh, or yeah. the holding penalty against the Panthers. But they also, also won go, a lot. I know yeah, we could we go, go the flip the side. Way too. We could go the of flip co- side. Of course. Guess how many. Coach of the Year's Phil Jackson won. How many? Eleven rings for Phil Jackson. How many times? Maybe did he win? one. Maybe NBA one. Coach of the Year. One time. Nineteen ninety six. Yeah, as everybody figures, we don't. You don't need the award when it's expected. You don't. Well, get... no, it's because you get you get the accolades. Yeah. You got the rings. You got the trophy. You don't need you don't need a plaque that says you're the coach but of the, the year. Are, uh, when you get the ring. Like fourteen rookies participate. They're three best defensive yeah. players. You know, I, 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 you know what I like in it too? It's just like you know what I'd like to be nominated for a commissioner's award one year here in the NFL. <laughs> you know, I work hard. You know, being what's called the so-called face of the network. It's an honor just to be nominated, right, Rich? You know, yes. You're just like be nominated just, or even win one week. You know, win, win, give me a week. The commissioner of the week. What if, employee? What if they replace, employee. They replace the Hosts shield? employees, they re- too. They replace the shield with your image, and you're like the Jerry West of the NFL for like uh, one week or something. I'll take whatever. I just say, <laughs> hey. You know, when you see all the Los Angeles employees that are given an honorable mention for, for a commissioner's award? I'd love to see my name. But, <laughs> but you know Rich, what? You had I'm an award no, named no, after you, though, I, the Eismans. Yeah, it's not the same thing. <laughs> okay. Congratulations but, to Matt Forte for winning. That's why Eismans. Belichick's never mentioned in this sort of stuff. But, I mean, this year, more than any year. One of his Holy best coaching years ever. Smokes. Losing in Miami. They've lost Gronkowski. They have no Dobson. Now, what are they going to do? Where are the matchup? Problem's going to come. Everybody who they run to try and stretch the field outside the numbers is five foot two. 
His best, rec- soaking his wet. best receiver is a college quarterback, Julian Edelman. And they delivered the worst home loss in the history of the Baltimore Ravens to the Ravens at M&T Bank. They crushed them. Now, the score was run up because Tarod Taylor came in and right. committed turnovers that resulted in six points. If you had but the Pats D in fantasy. I well, had them for two weeks, and they came up with negative integers, and I had to bounce them. And Bellatrix with the running backs there. LeGarrette Blunt, two touchdowns. Yeah, LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, they hit him in the mouth repeatedly. And Denver went ahead. Congratulations, Peyton Manning. 51 touchdowns. He's going he's gonna to put several more on the board in Oakland next week. I don't think anybody expects them to lose in Oakland next week. Where Oakland, by the way, in Oakland, that's where Nick Foles had seven touchdown passes. That's where Jamal Charles had five touchdowns. Peyton Manning is going to basically set up shop there. Basically. Now, moving forward, though, the news that came out on this Monday of Von Miller tearing up his knee and he's done for the season. Now, moving forward, how are you going to get pressure on folks like Brady if he's coming into your house for an AFC championship game? How are you going to get pressure on Andrew Luck, who's already beaten you if he comes into your house. How are you going to do that? Now, I know Sean Phillips has had a great monster year. It's time for it. I mean, that could wind up being the the acquisition of the offseason because it was a next-man-up situation. We do remember the first six games of the year they played without Von Miller because of his suspension, and the Broncos went 6-0. and Yeah. So, you know, it all worked out hunky-dory there, but... Moving forward, the playoffs are a different story. Playoffs are a different story. So Denver minus Von Miller, we're, we we assume that's going to be a chicken that roosts sometime mid-January, if not later, if the Broncos are fortunate enough to move on and not be one and done for a second consecutive year. But Denver is in as the AFC West champ. New England is in as the AFC East champ. Cincinnati had the most to gain and the most to lose of any team on Sunday. Cincinnati with Minnesota at home, the Vikings coming off of their shocking home win, minus Adrian Peterson, the two mats, Castle and Asiata, took care of your Eagles. They'd be in, had they just... And, and here they come into Cincinnati, and man, did Dalton put on a show. Did you start him? I did. Okay. You bet your sweet well, ass we, I did. We talked man. about maybe. I know he did, and I'll tell you what. I was DMing with with our friend of the program, uh, Matthew Berry. Okay. And he's like, "Did you tell me you started Dalton? Tell me you started him." And I did. And he goes, "Could you imagine if you started Cousins?" And I responded to him, and this is the Lord's truth: I would not have been able to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I would not have been able to put my head on the pillow because don't forget, I'm going against Peyton Manning and Jamal Charles. And it was going against Fred Jackson, who had a heck of a day for the Bills. So we'll get to in a second. But, I mean, uh, all of that said, Cincinnati and A.J. Green, who I had on the team, that's part of the reason why I went with it. Dalton, Green, it was 50 degrees. I didn't want to go. I saw what the weather was with Cousins. Yep. Andrew Luck was just, like I said, wasn't even a consideration anymore for me. And so I went with Dalton. And Dalton and Green put on a show. And that team at home, that team at home has, has put on a boat race show. By the way, one of three undefeated home teams this year, the Cincinnati Bengals, along with the New England Patriots and the New Orleans Saints. How about that? I still can't believe Seattle's not on that list. Jeez. What a win that was for Arizona with Carson Palmer. That defense, Arizona's defense, whew, they hit hard. They don't have the honey badger either. 
Everybody's dealing with injuries. Everybody's dealing with injuries. But Arizona, what a Stones win that was, man. It would be amazing if they somehow Ooh. got in the playoffs. You wouldn't want to see them. No. You think Philadelphia would want to see Arizona strolling in? I don't think any – I mean, how about Carson Palmer having a shot at the playoffs, man? I don't know. He what, got chemo. He's still dealing with that chemo Van Olhoff. Are you hit. still feeling this confident? We asked the question last week. You you still took Denver and Seattle. Are I'm you still, still sticking with. You're it. sticking yes. with that. Yeah, I'm not okay. going. I'm not. I'm not going knee jerk. At this point, okay. I'm still. I'm still very confident with those two teams. What I'm a sticking season with for it. Carson Palmer. Throws four interceptions at Seattle, and you would think that would lead to just an absolute boat race up there, and they win seventeen to ten. Oh, the defense. Seattle has won seven of. I mean, Arizona, 7 of 8 they've won. 7 of 8. Wow. And they got San Francisco at home next week. What a big game that is. And, again, that's a late window on Fox. That has Chris Myers written all over it. Welcome to Philadelphia. That has, that has Chris Myers written all over it. Carson Palmer. <laughs> Carson Palmer, I have a can for you. Chris Myers. Cincinnati, 10-5, and five, guys. They could have fallen with a loss. They could have fallen all the way out to seventh. And, and they won convincingly at home. They are the AFC North champs because the Ravens lost to New England. What a big-time win that was for the Patriots. Well, and what a major blow that was to the Ravens because here they were moving forward, winning – and all three, you know, the two of the three phases, cooking with gas. Defensively, that special teams, Justin Tucker, we all saw what he did in Detroit. But everyone's wondering, what's going on with Flacco here? He got turf-monstered like twice yesterday, too. Oh, well, he's got a knee issue. Yeah. We don't know how hard, how, how, how he's hurt. It looked bad. That Week 15 hit looked really bad. So we have no idea. But New England, I mean, they, they couldn't protect Flacco. I mean, it was that protection. Where did that pass rush come from? It's what they've been looking for all season. They got it done. That was, and, a, that and, was a huge win. And and because Miami lost in Buffalo, which I predicted on this show last week, I didn't think Buffalo would spin a shutout, though. I, I definitely lost. I did horrible this past Because Miami lost. Because Miami lost that game. And Baltimore lost. That means Baltimore still got the tiebreak over Miami, right? Because Baltimore beat Miami in the in, in October. So Baltimore's ahead of Miami, right? In the playoff standings. Not so fast. That's where the head-to-head issues go away when a third party crashes. And San Diego has crashed this party at 8-7. and seven. San Diego has crashed this 8-7 and seven party. Winners of three straight, San Diego. And that is why Miami is your current sixth seed. Now, you would think, though, that if Miami wins, they're in, right? You would think that. That is not the case. That would make sense to a normal. This sixth seed in the AFC, I'm going to take a minute to explain it. Miami it's really ho- confusing. Miami hosting the Jets this week. The Jets, who are 7-8 and eight and eliminated, and Pittsburgh 7-8, and eight, not, still alive! Not eliminated. To use the Salazzo phrase from <laughs> The Godfather. I'm going, to, I'm going to do my best to sink my teeth into all this. Every team that's 8-7 and seven needs help. Needs help. And the reason why is because Baltimore needs somebody to get rid of San Diego, and that's Kansas City. Who's still playing for something, too. Correct. Kansas, well, Kansas, City, Kansas City's playing for nothing now. 
well, they want to be the five instead of the six because there's, there's no way. They oh, there's no the way six. they can be the six. No, they right. got nothing yeah. to play for except pride and getting ready for the playoffs. So, do you think they rest? No, no, I don't. I hate the rest. No one's going to rest. No one can afford to rest, man. You just raise. Do you tell me which teams can can afford to just take a week off right now? There might be some people who are dinged up that that get sat. But Alex Smith's not going to rest. With, you know, Jamal Charles not going to rest. Houston Ali, they've been banged up, uh, you know, all, all season. It's possible. Everyone but, has something to play for still. Even Denver, New England, that one seed's still up for grabs. Every team that's currently eight and seven needs some help. And it's interesting that Baltimore needs somebody to knock out San Diego because if they win, and it doesn't even matter if Miami wins. Because if San Diego gets knocked out and it's just head-to-head with Miami, they get the tiebreak. If Baltimore wins and Miami loses, they're in. And the reason for that is the head-to-head with San Diego works for them, too. Because they've got a better conference record. Baltimore at Cincinnati, Week 17. And Cincinnati's playing for something, though, because they don't want to be the Well, Cincinnati can clinch a first-round bye. If somehow, some way, New England loses at home, because the heads up to Buffalo, Cincinnati would, if they win, would tie New England, and their early season head-to-head would come into play. Now, if Miami loses, and San Diego loses, and Pittsburgh loses, Baltimore could still get in with a loss. Don't ask me why. I don't know how. That's just on my list here. Wow. Don't ask me. That's another. That way. makes no sense. But Baltimore I get it. can lose to Cincinnati, but they would need three other teams to lose for that to happen. Miami, Miami wins. Baltimore loses. They're in. Now here's an interesting case too. How did Joe's Miami stinks? wins and San Diego wins? They're in. Who's in? Miami. Miami. Yes. You know why? Because that would keep the three-way tie together here. Regardless of if if Baltimore wins or loses, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Because if, if Baltimore wins and Miami wins and San Diego wins, the current dynamic at 8-7 and seven would stay at 9-7. and seven, Good and luck getting yourself still the six seed. on a four-minute segment on game day morning, by the way. Cause we've, we've, I try my best every year. We're at 47 minutes. I thought minutes. I did a pretty damn good job You're of it this week. You're doing an amazing job. I did, I did, I did Commissioner Award mention... Type <laughs> work, but no. Well, you know, the face of the network. I'm yeah, well, you know, we'll write up your nomination. Thank you, here, Rich. Somebody's got it. We got you. Do you understand? It doesn't matter if Baltimore. So even if, if let's say Baltimore loses eight and eight, Miami and San Diego are both nine and seven. Miami's conference record at eight and four would beat San Diego's six and six conference record about the face, chest, neck, and head. Okay. So if there if there are two teams together that haven't played each other, the tiebreak is conference record first. If there are two teams together that have played each other, it's head to head. If there are three teams together that have not all played each other, it's division, right? The conference record is the first aspect that you look at. If all three teams, like say Miami, Baltimore, San Diego, are from different divisions, now say you throw another team in that mix from the same division. Well, then the division tiebreakers go first to kick people out before you get 
to the next tiebreak. And that is how the Pittsburgh Steelers are still alive. Now, we explained this with Joe Manganiello last week. And it sounded like dumb and dumber. It really did. Because what had to happen for Baltimore, for, for Pittsburgh to make it, Baltimore had to lose out. Miami had to lose out. The Jets had to win out. San Diego has to lose one of their two remaining games. And Pittsburgh has to win out. So what happened yesterday? Baltimore lost. The Jets won. Pittsburgh won. The Dolphins lose. Dolphins lost. San Diego won. That's the only thing that went against Pittsburgh in Week 16. However, they have the margin of error that San Diego just had to lose once. Just once. So Pittsburgh gets in the playoffs if the Jets beat Miami because they play each other. Did you remember the Jets had to win out Miami or lose out? So they play each other. That, that, that kills two birds with one Steelers stone. The Ravens lose to Cincinnati, and the Chiefs beat San Diego. Now, what does that mean? That means San Diego goes 8-8. Eight and eight. Pittsburgh is 8-8. Eight and eight. Miami is 8-8. Eight and eight. And the Jets are 8-8. Eight and eight. You've got a five-way tie at 8-8. Eight and eight. So what do you do? Okay, here's what happens. Here's what happens. Pittsburgh and the Ravens. You have to break the division ties first. If Baltimore loses, they've three and three division. Pittsburgh, if they win, they will have beaten the Browns. They're four and two in division. The head-to-head between Pittsburgh and Baltimore is tied. So who's got the better division record? Pittsburgh. Ravens are out. So then they get Jets. And Dolphins. They yep. get thrown out in all other remaining time. Gone. Finished. They're out Got of this it. mosh pit. Got it. Jets, Dolphins. They're in division. You have to break that tie. If the Jets beat the Dolphins, they'll have split their division matchups. Then you look at their division records. The Jets would be three and three. Three and three in division. Miami would be two and four. Two and four in division. Dolphins. Adios. Adios. Steelers and Jets and San Diego all together. San Diego would be 6-6 six and six in division. Pittsburgh in conference. in conference. Pittsburgh would be 6-6 six and six in conference. I figured this out the other day. San Diego loses at 8-8. Eight and eight. Pittsburgh is 8-8. Eight and eight. The Jets are 8-8. Eight and eight. So the Jets would be 5 and... They would be... Yeah, the Jets would be 5-7 and seven in conference. I just need to know, how do they kick San Diego out of that? They're, it would have to come down to one last tie break. Did they, they didn't play. Had to. They need San Diego to lose. And Pittsburgh would go to 8-8. Eight and eight, And they somehow, they beat the Jets head-to-head. So the Jets are out of it. Right. And Pittsburgh beat San Diego heads-up in some way, shape, or form. No, they pit San Diego would be five and seven in conference. Because San Diego loses again, they stay five and seven. So six. six they have a, yeah, yes. Pittsburgh would have a six and six conference. San Diego would have a five and seven conference, 
and the Jets get bounced out because the Pittsburgh Steelers had beaten the Jets head-to-head. That's what happens. Yep. That's how the Steelers make the playoffs, guys. <laughs> so you're saying? There's a chance. There's a chance. I'm saying there's more than a chance. Are you kidding me? After all Pittsburgh has been through this year, that would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Sure would, wouldn't it? It sure would, wouldn't it? That's, this, this is just insane. It's what it is. All of it. That's the way it works, guys. I hope I uh, we, we did our, our best to describe it. And, of course, there's, you know, all the hot seat talk with the Jets. Rex Ryan, will they play hard for him or not? Well, did you hear we'll the, see, man. the report? I mean, he told the team before yeah, the they, game. Yeah, Jay Glazer said he told the team before the game that I'm out. Essentially, I feel like I'm out. I'm going to be out. Back to the Steelers for a second. They start the year 0-4. Yep. Then they beat the Jets, which is, again, a monster, which is why the Jets are eliminated now. And then they beat the Ravens, okay? They get destroyed by New England, 55-31, giving up the most points in Steeler franchise history. Mm -hmm. Since then, they've won five out of seven. Sneaky good MVP-type year out of of Ben this year. 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, a 94 QB rating, 4,100 yards passing. There you have it. Well, we we spent a lot of time ripping on the on the Lions for that awful loss, but I mean that Dolphins loss against a team without its starting quarterback. I'm telling you, it's always tough winning on the road in division. It's tough. It's tough, tough, tough. That's another reason why what Seattle did this week was remarkable. Arizona. Now, yeah, right. I mean, Arizona did this week. Thank in Seattle, you. man. All right, let's. Uh, that's the playoff scenario, and that's what Week Seventeen's all about. So fun. The uh, let's get to the Anchorman too. Guys, now this was in the league headquarters in New York. Yeah, we shot it in a, uh, the, we call it the huddle. It's the name of our cafeteria there. And then you um, transformed it from a place where people were eating paninis at 2 o'clock yeah. to a conversation between me and the four Anchorman 2 guys at 6 o'clock. It's what, 100 yards from well, the commissioner's office right. down the hall? And so RG1 stopped by, RG1. said hello to the four guys, yeah. of all the people who was there with Dean Blandino, the vice president of officiating, uh, who stopped by. Ed Hockley stopped by. Also in, in Dean's office that day was Ed Hockley. I thought that was one of the coolest moments when Ed came up and uh, he's like, oh, you got to stick around. The guys are coming. And Paul came first yeah. and then Steve arrived. Yeah. And Paul went right up to me. He's like, Ed, I'm a huge fan. I've been watching you for, for years. And then and Paul, Paul's like, or Ed's like, I'm, what are you talking about? I'm a fan of yours. I love your movies. And it was it was just a cool little interaction there. Because yep. Paul's go. diehard. He's, Paul's he's diehard. Chiefs. You know, as I mentioned, that, that was also the safe word between him and his wife was Ed Hockley. <laughs> as a gag for people that were at a party. Who was there? And they would name three people who were at a party and then say Ed Hockley just as a joke. <laughs> and there he, Paul, got to actually of meet Ed Hockley. all the people that could be at league headquarters that day. Ed Hockley. Dressed like like Johnny Cash, all dressed in black, and I I think I put a picture on my Instagram. By yeah. the way, I'm on Instagram, Rich Eisen. I saw you joined, yeah. I joined awesome. Instagram. I got like uh, 500 followers overnight, and the reason why is because the NFL put on Instagram some pictures from our from our holiday special. So I guess it alerted a bunch of people to my presence on Instagram. Yeah, it got that that picture they put on got like 50,000 likes. Incredible, it's crazy. So at any rate, what ended up happening is we had some people come in. From I guess people heard that the Anchorman two guys were in, and most of them were security guys who were keeping the building open. Yeah. So the, let's just put it this way: the, they're not two drink minimum guys, these security types. <laughs> and there were a bunch of people who were not laughing out loud, and it's a long sort well, of we, it's a long cafeteria. So you will hear in the conversation that's about to follow many times these guys reference 
how the people who are there are not <laughs> laughing. I think people at their were material. scared also because they, they were trying to they were trying to be respectful. Yeah, I, not, I like hearing the feedback because yeah, I'm a former stand up comic, and you've right. got four funny guys up there. Right. They want to hear the feedback. So you will hear in this conversation many times they make reference to the fact that there's a bunch of people who are there but not laughing at what these one guys of the were cracks doing. was that, that there's a 300 person studio audience and that no one was laughing. There was, <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things. And then also at one point during this conversation, all holy heck breaks loose because one of the shields, the pla- is sort of these metal looking shield NFL shields that you law put on the wall there well, were two of them I, I actually it was a last minute thing we had some folks from marketing and uh and sales they, they said hey we can help dress the set a little more and i was yeah. like please yeah of course so they have these this things. is a cafeteria whatever a cafeteria. Help we yeah, yeah. yeah i mean we had everyone some pitched in it was we great. got the lombardi and the hunt trophy we had some set right. design but you know just looking for that extra edge so about an hour before you got there the shields were up yeah and uh no lie within three seconds they both fell at the same time and we, well, actually, what one of them fell. No, 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 before you guys got there. Oh, we got there, really? So, so we triple reinforced. You didn't tell me this. Well, we triple reinforced. That's because, you know, you don't need to know the sausage. I know, 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 I know. So, sometimes the captain does not need to know how choppy the waters are. Never. Okay. Uh, and we triple reinforce them. Nice. I'm like, do we think they're good and they're going to stay? Because I've right. never worked with them. The, the yeah. creative team works with them. They're like, yeah, no, we'll be good. And, uh about uh, maybe 11 minutes into the interview one of them fell off and all it could have gone two ways and, and they, they acted like the president had been shot i mean was, one was jumping on the other the so the best part about it and you had to point this out to me because mm-hmm. I, I guess i had missed it in my first pass through in the edit for the tv show dave keckner looks turns over his left shoulder and goes awesome, awesome. i said that to you awesome <laughs> awesome it was awesome like he pointed out he goes awesome and then Everyone just went Paul nuts. Paul Rudd jumps on Carell. Yeah, Save great. Steve Carell. Well, Save here's what we'll Steve. do is we'll put the video of that particular part up sure. on the blog page. But yeah. let's get to it. Here we go. The conversation with the uh, quartet uh, from Anchorman 2. Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, Dave Keckner, Paul Rudd. All right, it's time to start the Rich Eisen holiday special. And I'm pleased to be joined by the cast of Anchorman 2, all four guys, part of the most famous news team that's uh, around uh, currently, and obviously back in the 70s, starting from the man all the way at the end, um, the man who plays the uh, whammy-loving, race-baiting, sportscaster champ kind, David Keckner. Hey, nothing better than that. That's right. There you go. Uh, on the end, the, uh, I guess, what would we say, the, the America's favorite Tom Catting, Sex Panther-wearing hard news man, mm. Brian Fontano. Good to see you. Paul Rudd, I'll reach across. Good to see you. Nice to see you, Rich. Thank Am you. I, uh, did it, was that an accurate assessment of, of Brian Fontana right there, would you say? <coughs> uh, I'd say that's, that's kind of uh, on the money. Okay. Yeah. You'll take that. Uh, a man who uh, is a uh, marvel to modern science just merely by breathing. The man who plays uh, Brick Tamlin, the weatherman who practices photosynthesis, and that's about it. Good to see you, Steve Carell. Thank you for having me. Uh, my pleasure. And the, the legend, uh, Ron Burgundy himself, Will Ferrell, good to see you. Good to see you, Richard. <laughs> you don't I haven't been Richard. called that in a while. Yeah. Well, anything yeah. but Dick, really, if my you think about that. My father-in-law was, uh, was Dick Morgan. Yeah. And he would say, when his kids would snicker, that was not a, it was not a euphemism when I was growing up. So. And, and so do we still call him? Yes, Dick. in honor. In, in, honor. in memoriam now, in but memoriam. still, Dick Very Morgan. good. Yeah. I yeah, like yeah. that. So, but I pre- yeah, give, seriously, you can call me whatever you wish. Okay, okay. there I, it is. I appreciate Dick Eisen. that. I love it. So uh, are you guys surprised by the hoopla that's 
surrounding your film, that what, what Ron Burgundy has become? Are you surprised by this whole um, thing? I know we are. I know Steve is. Paul is not. No. Paul I, always said, just wait. Yeah. Yeah, just wait. Uh, and um, I think I nailed it. I think I hit it right on the head. When we this wrapped the first movie, Paul said, this is going to be a slow burn. This is going to take nine years to get popular. Right. But once that hits, and just, just look out. And it will be nine years. To the date. And lo and behold. Nine years later. Yeah. Here, we, here we are. It, here you are. Part of the reason why I, it, I, it, I knew it was going to be nine years is that we had to wait for technology to catch up yeah. to the ideas that we had. And when I say we, I mean, of course, Will, Adam McKay, and myself. Right. <laughs> Apparently it cycles with the cicadas. It's like the locusts. It is a lot like that. Yeah. And I think we all owe a great deal to um, Avatar, uh, yeah. James Cameron, because that <laughs> really that is what that I think not... the law of the technology that's that made Anchorman 2 the sequel possible. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, I guess, CGI and things like that we're, in this movie? We're not, not even really in the movie. We're not... The, the people you see playing those characters, right. all computer-generated. No kidding. Yeah. It was just a. It was. It was just four guys in ping pong ball suits yeah. sitting behind a news desk. I love. I miss my ping pong ball suit. I do too. Yeah. And they, did you wear the original from from your first movie? Is that something that you kept over the nine years? A ping pong ball suit back in the day. Did I? Yes. Oh, I. I didn't see where your eyes were. <laughs> <laughs> I. I That's actually. Dick, I, Dick eyes wear. I, I actually <laughs> thought you were looking at Paul. Is that right? So I was thinking about something else. It was the poinsettia, actually, that really just threw me off. Um, I of still have here. my ping pong ball suit. Right. It's in... I, I have an archive for every movie I've done. Mm -hmm. And actually, the one thing that I wish I'd kept is the trident. That's the one thing from this movie I wish that I had, yeah. is Brick's trident. Yeah. But it was in an evidence locker, so you could not get to it's it. It's still stuck in somebody's chest. Yeah. One of the things that watching this movie... Um, that I. By the way, do you by like the, the way, set I'm dressing? I'm sitting, by the way, we're sitting on the NFC side. Yeah, you are, and that's you the guys AFC are on the side. AFC. Oh, I don't know if you're aware that this Which? is the the Hunt Trophy, and that's the Hallis Trophy oh. behind us. That's oh. the way we roll here on NFL. I don't know if that happened on Entertainment Tonight or whatever any of the other interviews that you you're have, doing. You have you have the Mary Hart Trophy. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you have nice. the Bob Goen Trophy. <laughs> Nice. Going. Yeah. Good that pull. Wow. wow. You, can, you can count on Rudd. Does that go yeah. does that go to the winner of the, the NFC or the AFC, the Bob Goen trophy? It, it, <laughs> Which one does it, that it, go uh, to? I'm not that that's where I get stumped. I don't know if it's mm -hmm. the NFC who gets You know why? Because they switch it up every year. Yeah. Is that what yeah. it is? They that's switch what it the up. The league does. Yeah. yeah. Just to keep you on your toes. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, so you're, right. you are a Chiefs fan, Paul Rudd. You are a Chief, Kansas City Chiefs fan. How do yeah. you feel that the Chiefs are going to do this year? What do you think? Well, I mean, they're already doing better than last year. Mm -hmm. Last year was a really tough year. Right. And uh, it's, been a, it's been great watching them this year. I've, I've seen every game. And um, uh, I think that, I, man, I think, I think they're going to do really well. well. I mean, in Denver, obviously. Scares me a little right. bit because Peyton, Peyton Manning's just Whoops. so. Well, you're a Chiefs. Oh, you're a Chiefs I fan too. as well, right? I'm a Chiefs mm -hmm. fan. I know that. Mm -hmm. um, and who cheats? Who cheats? I, do, who said? I don't know. Denver? I thought I heard the word cheating. Did. I Does Denver? Someone over here said something's that. not fair about them. Right. But, uh, that's fine because it's going to be fun to see the Chiefs in, in February. 
in in the cold. Right. Yeah. Which is where they'll ultimately go. There's no way they can uh, keep going and beat the Chiefs a third time if it comes to it. Mm-hmm. So. So you think when you say in the cold in February, you mean here in New oh, York the City, Bowl, sure. the Super Bowl is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You truly believe that. Good, f- good for you. Chiefs Houston are also Oilers. good for you. Houston <laughs> Oilers, Houston Oilers number one. We're the Houston Oilers, Houston Oilers, Houston Oilers number one. That goes out to Dan Pastorini. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> I love that um, song and the way you sang it. It's Will, a catchy one. It just it speaks to I totally stepped who you, on what you guys were saying. I'm no, sorry. no, no, that's quite all right. That's but when the Houston Oilers theme song hits you, you got it. You get, you get, get it out of your system. It's the bum Phillips in you, if yeah, you yeah. think about it. Yeah. That there's a bum Phillips yeah. in every one yeah. of us, yeah. Will. <laughs> and yeah. I think you just found yeah. your very own you bum gotta, Phillips. Yeah. I, I you love gotta, those uniforms. I did too. Oiler uniforms. I thought they were one of they were the best. Were they the first ones to do the tearaways? That's is in the NBA you're talking about? No, no, oh, the, the tearaway, tearaway jerseys. jerseys. I think that was more of a college thing, the tearaway jerseys. Oh, was it? Right. Uh, Jamel Holloway and the Oklahoma Sooners. The Oilers had edible jerseys. That, ah, that that's it, right. I forgot. Candy. Yeah. 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 Kenny Burroughs. Like, I guess, like, still, I can't get that image out of my head of Kenny Burroughs just e- eating his jersey it was on the sidelines. It was similar to a fruit roll-up. It was a lot exactly. like a fruit roll-up. And roll he, got a, he got a penalty because the ref, they couldn't see his number anymore. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. So Stop eating your jersey. Yeah, eating Stop eating people your made jersey. a big deal out of Mark Sanchez when he had that hot dog. It, people forget <laughs> Ken Burroughs did it with Remember what Burroughs said? He's like, if, if you don't make it, don't make it great then. And I won't eat it. I won't eat it. Make another flavor. Make another flavor. Strawberry jersey. I'm not going to touch you're going to make it great. Right. I'm gonna, it's going to be eaten by the third quarter. <laughs> it should taste like vinegar. That's one of those famous NFL films moments I think you're referring to, that they caught that moment. I told the guy, don't make it great. <laughs> Number uh, one. <laughs> how, do, how do you, uh, Will, come up with this stuff for Anchorman 2? How, how do you come up with all of these uh, jokes for the movie, or is it, it well, is ad lib by all four of you guys? It's a whole factory. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it starts with myself and Adam McKay, mm-hmm. uh, co writer and our director. Um, I mean, Adam, if you've ever had a chance to talk to him, has one of the more fertile minds you'll ever come across. So we literally sit in a room and throw every bizarre idea we can think of, mm-hmm. uh, write it all down and figure out a way to shoehorn it into a storyline, <laughs> whether it makes sense or not. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then... Um, and now, then you, call these, you have a name for that yeah. file. You call it the loose... Loose notes. Loose notes. It's called a loose notes file. Hey, Dick, I call it the n- loose nuts file. Right. Classic. Loose and that, nuts. And that right there, that's, that's, yeah. in, and that's in the movie. Don't be afraid to laugh, people. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So then you go ahead so and... So we go ahead. Right, I know. We should reference the stadium. Like, I know. I know. Very very I know. Stadium. Stadium. About 30 people. It's yeah. the, it's yeah. the yeah. NFL. Three, 300 yeah. people. We're li- this yeah. is live in front wow. of the studio audience. That's true. I mean, the NFL, a lot of people say it's, it's, it's called not for long, and these folks are, you know, <laughs> here hopefully for longer. You can laugh if you They're want to go ahead. They're all saying, they, huh, they it's are. not that exciting. No, no, no. these guys talk. No, no, it's not true. I feel the energy. But where were we? We were, we were talking about your, oh, your loose process. Nuts. Loose, loose nuts. nuts. Yes. Right. And, 
we yeah we outline it we write a script and then and then also these guys on the day come up with amazing things as well right and so, so. you guys how much of it is ad libbed when you're doing your stuff for this movie thirty two percent percent yeah. Yeah. like down yeah. to the actual percent. pretty much that's what it are you rounding up, up or down Steve? I'm rounding down okay there's um, a there's a script accountant mm -hmm. there every day and uh, she'll tabulate it and every day like. 32% again. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know, if you watch any soccer games now, they'll they'll tabulate um, percentage of possession. Mm -hmm. So one team will have held the ball 52%. We'll have someone at the end of the day hand out a stat, a stat sheet and say mm -hmm. that was a certain percentage of improv that happened. If we go over it, a, a big bell, yeah, with a bell on the on the wall. Awesome. NFL. Oh my God. NFL. Completely. Screw yourself. Grab the, the grab the hunt grab trophy. The trophy. Oh Protect Steve. Grab the hunt trophy. trophy. That almost hit me. That I got almost it. hit me. Where's Jerry Jones? The flowers. Where's Jerry Jones? <laughs> Jerry Jones did it. Can we get back there? <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Yeah, we can oh get back there. Oh my Lord. Get the shield <laughs> cannot touch the ground. <laughs> Let's go, Steve. Yeah. the American yeah, flag. Let's get it. Let's get it. I don't want to knock that over because I'll knock it over. Launch an NFL Network mug. Knock it over. You got it. We got it. And we can also show exactly how priceless this is. It's not, not real. It's not real. This place is not real. <laughs> this was taped up. Look the at whole, that. <laughs> Check to see if those oh, no, trophies those are go. real. No, that's, Thank you. These are real. You know what? We'll I, just start. We'll yeah, start this one's not real either. <laughs> We're going to start Come it all on. over. This, this one's not real either. <laughs> There's paper clips Let's back start here. start from the beginning. Look at this. <laughs> this place is literally put together real. with clothespins. Yes. Clothespins, Rich. That's really even Rich. being filmed. Rich. Rich, do you have any idea? <laughs> Come on. Do you have any idea? That there were clothespins back there? No, I had absolutely no idea. Here's what's there holding the network together. <laughs> Houston Oilers, Oilers number, number one. one. That was for Billy White Shoes Johnson. <laughs> For all the Billy White Shoes Johnson's fans out there. No, just leave it there, man. Just leave it. It's all good. Um, 300 people still nothing. Silent. Dead silence. Not. Wow. I don't know what's going on back there. Um, so now that is we. Is there a gas leak in the uh, <laughs> going on in the NFL network? I noticed that, that, that they jumped on you first. They did. Everybody well, jumped they protect on you me. first. Well, it was really <laughs> close to me. <laughs> I jumped on you to protect you. I, 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 I know. I, I appreciate that. I feel that. like I sacrificed myself wow. in the event that, yeah. you know, another one of those shields fell. That, <laughs> didn't that scare the hell out of you guys? Oh, my gosh. Now that you know, sound? Yeah, that sound was pretty. Wow. That's what it's like on set every day, Dick. That was 32%. That was a right 30, there. Know, you that was, saw the 32 percent. I just saw it in action, and you guys really just absolutely nailed it. The movie doesn't open till Wednesday, so this sequence is actually going to be, be in, in the, the movie. movie. No, we're still editing. I like. <laughs> but to speak to Steve's point, yes, scariest moment of my life. Me too. Right there, I'll never forget that you guys again. They jumped on you first. I. That is, by the way, an actual ball to be used in this year's Super Bowl. Oh, okay. that's wow. an actual. Super Bowl 48 ball. Right New there. York, so, New Jersey. There you go. Meadowlands. No doubt. Now, is this one going to be, this was not, is, is this going to be in the game? Yes. Who is the Duke? The Duke is the old owner of the uh, New York Giants, Wellington Marrow. Oh, Wellington Marrow. And Mar they named okay. the football okay. after him. 
or you could come Arizona. up with it's not John Wayne or no. if that's what you're referring to Duke Snyder like that. not Duke's that's yeah. no as you know that's outfielder from Brooklyn, Brooklyn Dodgers oh, somebody oh, you just wants right. to go so uh oh it's got a Chris, good feel let's bring out the props here finally there's props finally <laughs> let's bring them out oh no oh I'm sorry I had to you had to you gotta look it in gang go Underneath the Patriot four square hat, oh, mm-hmm. I have here actual wow. Super Bowl rings. Wow. We get to keep one. Paul Rudd. Here you go. You're first. That's a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl ring. Oh. Super Bowl four. Put that on your hand right there. Oh wow. Um, Steve, I'm going to yeah. give this your Patriot fan, correct? I am. Oh, there man. you go. Wow. That's one. I'm keeping that. Thank you. That's this two. Is, oh, oh yeah. Ooh. That's oh, three. That's three. Oh. And I, I guess you guys can share the, um, K, the Chiefs. The, the, these are yeah. K Jeweler, right? These are, yes. Everything begins with K. He went to Jared's. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers sixth Super Bowl ring. Would you like to uh, put that on? I just want to throw it. Give that one a whirl there. Let's, let's do it together, Bill. Well, let's see. For, oh, isn't that adorable? Oh, there you know what surprises me about these? They're very delicate. Yeah, yeah. they are. And I think this one has a chocolate center. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Don't do it. It, it doesn't. Don't do it, it, doesn't. Doesn't. it doesn't? No, it doesn't. Careful. Get dental That work. is a massive finger. That is right a there. big finger. I can't get mine off. That's, that's very <laughs> convenient. I, uh, um, let's do that. Um. Six. Wow. wow. But there you go. I thought you'd want to... Wow. That's really oh, yeah. Kansas City um, Chiefs Paul, Super that's really... Who, who, who's is that again? This is Chiefs. the Kansas City Chiefs. From Chiefs. 60... From, that's Super Bowl Is that four. Lynn Dawson? Four. Lynn Dawson era? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right off. Look how much more modest it is compared yeah. to... Look at that. Look yeah. How, look I know. They've, wow, they've look certainly upgraded. Not a lot of that's blame back family. in there. Yeah, they... Uh, look at this. That's the winner right there. I just had no idea they had all of this writing on the side. Three out of four. 21 straight. You know, they, they really... They, it's big enough. It's like you can put a billboard. They really can... This has a Conestoga wagon trail on there. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. There you go. Lovely. So what do you, what do you, you think of your Patriots' chances, Steve, of getting a fourth one of these? Um, well, they have been finding a way to win more than lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they hadn't traded Welker, and I'm very, very sad that Gronkowski is injured. Um, so that being said, they, uh, they're very well coached, and they have an awesome, awesome quarterback. They do have an awesome quarterback. So, have you met Brady? You ever meet Brady? No, I haven't. You he have will not take my calls. <laughs> you no. You've actually tried. Oh, how many How many times have you tried? My mother is in love with him. My mother is 88 and lives in Florida, mm-hmm. and she uh, that's that's her man. That's her guy. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. So, um, Welker, you, you think they should have held on to him? I do. They, do, they miss him? I think, I think Peyton was very happy to uh, acquire that part of the receiving core right. yeah I, I yeah he's he's pretty dynamic and can do he's so quick and he can uh, well like this hasn't been said a million times but yeah I think I think that was a big loss yeah I mean and Gronkowski is just uh, he's an animal yeah he's a big big large puma mm-hmm. type guy bear man yes yeah I like the large puma yeah yeah he's a puma bear puma bear mm-hmm. yeah. I think Welker should have sat out this year why because he's on the Broncos. Oh. That's the way you roll as a Kansas City Chief right. fan. You do sound bitter, actually. Oh, yeah, very bitter. I, you know. But it carries over to life. It's not just not just. Not just it's no. not just football. It's it goes beyond all of that. Here, why don't you give him the Chiefs ring? 
You're not going to take it off? Are you trying I to? I thought it was a gift. Yeah. That, these are takeaways? These are, yes, these are, these are takeaways. It's the league may come. party favorites. They may, that's right. Wait, does that not say holiday special? Oh, it is. It's, I know, it's very odd. But no, here, I mean. Here you go. Just for a second. Yeah, you can hold it. May I ask something of the Chiefs fans here? Please. Yeah. If the Chiefs don't win, who would you like to see win the Super Bowl? Who would your second choice be? Honestly? Yeah. No one. I hope no they just one. cancel it. Wow. It's like, eh, why do it? That's bitter. <laughs> is it? That's bitter again. It's yes, not. it is bitter. Is it hopeful? Well, where's your ring? Do you think, um, where's it? Where's it ring? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened. You have no idea. I have no idea where it is. Where is it? Don't worry, you're going to ask. Where are you going to ask? I don't know. We were just talking about football, guys. We were just saying, what happened to that other ring? We were just ring. talking about football. We're having a good time. We're being guys. We're talking about football. We don't need to worry about the other ring. Pause. Yeah. Anyway. Houston Oilers, number one. Do you that think, was for Dave Casper. Do you think this year's Super Bowl will sell out? This year's Super Bowl will sell out. Why? Because it's in the cold weather? No, just sometimes they don't sell out, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have trouble attracting yeah. uh, fans. That's what I thought. You're right. If, you know. if it doesn't sell out, mm-hmm. is there like a blackout rule to be televised? <laughs> Where nobody will see no, the Super Does it have to sell out? Otherwise it won't be televised? Yes. Because I, mm, th- yes. I, I, I yes. bet $1,000 in Vegas that it wouldn't sell out this year. And how'd that work out? Well, I've yet to see. Well, yeah. by the way, using the V word in this building, yeah. there will people will repel down. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know what okay. I mean? Like, it's yeah. one of those, With one the of those things. Yeah. Vegas. I thought oh. you meant vagina. That <laughs> word is absolutely acceptable. <laughs> oh, okay. right. Yes, that word is 100% well, then, acceptable. So you put $1,000 down when you were visiting Las Vagina. Las Vagina. <laughs> And you Nobody's know what? It's always a good bet. Yeah. <laughs> smart. I think it's a smart bet. Where is that ring, Will? I mean, I Viva mean, look, where is that, where is that ring? This one. Yeah, mean, you got that one. We're uh, good. I have no you. idea. Where. How many do you have to begin with? Uh, I think you only had four. You had four. To begin with. Yeah. You had four of them. We had four. I had, wait a minute. I had three. Wait, let's see. Underneath that, no, that could. this can only cover It four. can only cover four. I had three Patriot rings. So we're good. So I had we a Kansas City ring. We really ring. shouldn't talk about it anymore. And then I, and I have a... Paper I have a clothespin. Then everyone's things. life was put in danger. Right. I, I can't. Number four. No, I got it. Come on, man. All right. Well. Now I feel much better. Come on. We tried. We tried. <sighs> what do you I think of the Steelers uh, ring right that's there? That's a nice Steelers. This man, see. I was just hoping to bring my kid back something fun from New York. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't seen me in almost three weeks. He's a Steelers fan too. You're when I left, when yeah. I left to go on this promotional tour, I looked yes. him in the face. He's like, "Dad, why do you have to go?" And he's like, "I promise you, I'll bring you back a Super Bowl ring." Right. And now. <laughs> now I can. Now you. Yeah. I'm disappointing your child. He's like, "Will you? Right, there. Take you promise? Them. Take all of them. There you go. I don't need. I, I, we, I have three. Well, boys. I have three boys. So. Yeah, so I just need three of them. Okay. Very good. Now I'll keep this one for my own sake. Great uh, of your promotional tour, mm-hmm. um, you calling Peyton Manning a succulent little lamb uh-huh. yeah. has to rank as number one, right? I mean, getting to call, yeah, and yeah. Ron Burgundy getting to describe um, Peyton Manning's face. Ron was bringing up the point that all the great quarterbacks throughout history have had mustaches, right? Uh, Mark Malone. Um, uh, that's it. I think that's about it. Q 
Kenny Stabler. Kenny Stabler's got a mustache. Um, Namath had that. Namath. Namath. He went Fu Manchu for a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Then uh, I think Ron mentioned Burt Reynolds. <laughs> he got off topic. <laughs> but that why he was he was asking why Peyton <clears throat> hadn't grown a mustache and that his face looked like a succulent baby lamb. Right. And so, how did Peyton? Take that. Peyton said, "Look, I've had I've had great success without one. I don't think I need it. Besides, I think he brought the fact that Eli tried to grow one and it looked horrible. So he answered it seriously. He did. He did. That's yeah. just Peyton yeah. Manning, yeah. next level right yeah. there. You know, in that regard, <coughs> and his face does resemble that. You think it's, it's hard to not watch Peyton Manning now and not think of a succulent baby lamb when you look at that face. Yeah." I would, love it. I would love it if from now on all defensive linemen line up and start going bah, bah. <laughs> As a, an audible call, that would be great. Yeah. Um, okay, so now this film, Anchorman 2, right. you have created uh, enough jokes within it. Is it true that you have enough for an entirely different film? Yes, yes. We, uh, we had done... Um, the, the combination of all the improv with shooting on digital allowed us to create an, a brand new cut which has something like, Adam said, 300 new jokes. Right. Which will, <clears throat> I think it's going to be on the DVD. Yeah. Right. Which one is your, which one is your favorite one that you, you had, Steve? Is there one that you had? You're looking at me. Yes, okay. I'm looking at you now. Um, yeah, my favorite joke in the movie? Yeah, from you, from your, from your character. Um, I, I really c I can think of jokes from the first movie. This mm -hmm. one's too fresh. It's too fresh in your um, mind. And there are always other people's jokes. Milk was a bad choice is one of my favorite lines ever in any movie. <laughs> um, and if you, watch, if you watch us do that scene in the first one, uh, the three of us have to turn around because we're laughing. I don't even know if that was scripted that we turn on that line. We but we had to turn and walk away yeah. when Will said milk was a bad choice because otherwise we would have ruined it. I remember when he did it, and it was a moment, I'll, I remember every detail about it because it was so profoundly funny. I looked Which, at you, too, and we, we, had a, we had a moment. Milk was a bad choice. Right. Yeah, we had it with each other. And the line literally came from my, my hating the fact that Adam forced me to drink milk <laughs> on a hot day in San Pedro. <laughs> And that's so. I was commenting to our director. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, who is the easiest to crack up out of all four of you? Hmm. I go pretty I easy. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Will and Steve are the hardest. I always go when Will starts to go. Like as soon as, because we've been talking about you have a certain affect when you start to laugh. Mm -hmm. You immediately look like you're 10 years old. When you're trying not to laugh, right, there's right. a... Mm -hmm. There yeah. is a... You look down. Yeah. And sometimes uh, you go like this. And that is... We're all done at that point. Mm -hmm. I've got that hat, so sometimes I can... You can pull it down? Yeah. I just died. I'm probably the worst. I'm probably the worst. What, easiest to crack up? Yeah. You, know? you just go? Yeah. I, it's gotten. It's gotten, and each year I've gotten worse and worse. You'd think it'd be the opposite. You right. think you get more professional? I get. You're getting less. Yeah, absolutely. You know who the best, the best at not cracking up is, our studio audience. This, yeah. Give yourselves yeah. a round of applause. Fantastic. <laughs> They're so good. 
They won't People eat. are biting the inside of oh their mouths right now. Oh, <laughs> you guys, just think about something horrible, <laughs> and that'll help. And someone yelled out, "I'm watching something horrible." <laughs> I hope not. Good lord! No, I'll we've take, got the gift here. I'll take we're, the plate from you yeah. right there because I know I you're just. I know you're it. nervous holding it. Um, so, in in wrapping up, I, I want a Super Bowl prediction from each of you guys, if we can do that. You got a Super Bowl prediction, Paul? Wow, I stumped you. No, I mean, I, you know, I would like, I'm just, I'm weighing over how. It's tough because you're, you're, you're a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my team can do it. You think the Kansas City Chiefs can do. I absolutely think they could do it. Okay. Uh, will they, you know. Well, then you have to lie to yourself and say that they're going to. Are, we, predi- are <laughs> we predicting a winner or just a matchup? A matchup. Give me a matchup. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to give you, I'll just give you two teams. From the AFC and the and the NFC, okay. since you're on the AFC side. If it isn't, uh, am I allowed to say the Chiefs, or do I have to go with two different teams? You're allowed to do whatever you want. I will say the Chiefs, and then if it isn't the Chiefs, okay, <laughs> right. I would say uh, uh, Broncos, Seahawks, but I'll probably, I, but but I would only say that because it's if I wasn't allowed to say the Chiefs, otherwise I would say Chiefs. Seahawks. Okay, you're I think Seahawks. Are wow, great. you're allowed to do anything that you want, Paul. We're not we're not going to hold you to it. But the Broncos and the Seahawks are your teams. Coming here are the, the are the Chargers still in it? They are still in it. San Diego is still in this this shooting match for sure. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Denver and Seattle, I think that that'll be it. And Denver will win by uh, thirty-seven points. Thirty-seven Whoa! points is I'm just, a monster. Yeah, monster game. But most sure. of that will be scored in the fourth quarter. That's very good. <laughs> very very specific. All, I like that. Going, it's going to involve two field goals and a safety for the rest of the game, and all of the rest of the scoring will be in the fourth quarter. Wow. I think. Take that to the bank. Take that directly I, I to the bank. I could be wrong, that's but that's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. What about you, David? What do you think? I guess I'm going to go Chiefs on a limb. Uh, Chiefs-Vikings. Chiefs and Vikings. I'm just going to slip them the in The Vikings there. have been eliminated from contention, Well, by the way. We're going to still. Yeah, talked, they, yeah, they still are. I talked to still Roger out. earlier. Things are yeah. changing. This is going to be more of a Hunger Games year. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we're going to take from the bottom right. and put it at the top. So that's what, that's what Goody said. Goody, as in the commissioner. Goods. Right. Yeah. Roger, Roger the Goods Goodell. <laughs> Look, I told him this is a private conversation. I won't repeat it. Okay. And I just when he did. comes down the hallway, everyone goes, here comes the Here goods. comes the Goods. Here comes right? the Goods. Yeah. Or they'll sing the Houston Oilers theme. They that's should. What they get into. So you, when you spoke to the commissioner, you got the Vikings back into special, playoff contention. Special, ex- able to special that? exemption. That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. I've got pictures. So you're a Chiefs Vikings guy. Pictures of the Vikings. You know, honestly, when <laughs> I was yeah. when right, I was a yeah. kid and the Vikings went to those four Super Bowls and mm-hmm. never won, yeah. I was, I wanted to write a letter oh. to Alan Page and Carl Eller and go, Hey, guys, I think you're great, and uh, I wish you would have won it. Except I hated those Viking teams because they would invariably beat my Rams. Mm-hmm. And so is that if you go the that DNA was, of your team? That's you go the LA, the LA teams are your favorite football team. The that's LA my team, the LA Rams. But yeah. Now when they moved to St. Louis, you tapped out. Who cares? That was it. Yeah. But so, do you have a favorite team right now? I'm gonna go. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And is that uh, that's a USC connection. UFC, and I, I like their style of play. I like that defense. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to go to a game up there, and it's an amazing atmosphere. And they're going to have that home field, which is truly a home field, right? 
for the whole run. Uh, and then AFC, I'm going to pick against all you guys. All right, I like it. Somehow those Patriots are going to Patriot? find a way in. They usually do. I know. They do. And it, it kind of bums you out because it's so boring. But I would like it if that happened. Yeah. You'd like that yeah. immensely yeah. if that happened. But I'd like to see the Chiefs or the Broncos too. But I think it's going to be the Patriots somehow, some way. A Chiefs Seahawks Super Bowl would be so cool. Would be By great, the way, very cool. I would think that the Chiefs, how great would it be mm. if the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl when last year the worst record in football? That That's has a that story. Done, has that been done before? Never been done. No, it's never been done. Never. Okay. Worst never. to first. Worst to first. Well, so. it's because David's never lobbied the commissioner to get right. a, a playoff eliminated team into the playoffs but before. Imagine so, how. So it's really going to send everything a little off kilter right now. Everything that happens from here on that out. That odd this, team. Yes, that odd the Vikings. Team. Yes, exactly. You never know. Well, I'll say this. Momentum uh, would be on their side. Goody said, yeah, yeah, that'll happen when one of our emblems falls off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Vikings suddenly run onto the field in January. Boom. Yeah, that happens. Could you write a comedy sketch for Bill Belichick? Is that possible? Do you think something like that can actually be done with Bill Belichick? You, I mean, if, if we were still on Saturday Night Live, something like the Bill Belichick talk show would be pitched. Yeah. In which he has, he's the host, but just asks four-word questions. <laughs> or what would his monologue? Yeah. Do they come out yeah. in the hoodie? Yeah, come out in the hoodie. Yeah. He'd come out in the hoodie and then yeah. just a thing over his mouth. I think you guys here comes are being the show. mean. He'd say. I think you're being mean. You see, it's great to be here in New York. I think York. he's very dry. Hosting Saturday Night Live. Very dry sense of humor. This would be his. Monologue. You just don't get it. This would be his monologue. It's great to be here in New York, hosting Saturday Night Live. We got a great show tonight. Means we guess Soundgarden. <laughs> <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> no, 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 not, no, nothing else. Yeah, yeah, no filler. <laughs> no filler. And he would he and then he yeah. would show up in all the sketches, but he wouldn't change into the no, outfits. No, hoodie or, the yeah. entire yeah. show. I'd yeah. actually like to see that. that show. Would, <laughs> well, like but he changed wigs. Too. He changed wigs. <laughs> He'd have funny wigs, but still the hoodie and yeah. a headset. God, we're actually pitching a great premise. Yeah, this is good. Really would be good. It's really funny. I think it would work. It totally would. Actually, we're not. We're being sincere. With Bill actually doing I it, I totally agree. That would be hilarious. Everybody says he does have a sense of humor. I'm sure he does. He just yeah, never yeah. really. He just never really shows it much. Yeah. You which know. I which probably makes him laugh really hard that uh, that that image that he's presenting, knowing that you know it's not yeah. actually representative of totally. his humor. Yeah. Um, why do you think Anchorman works, Will? Um, no one knows. No. One knows. Um, <laughs> no, I. I guess because uh, it is a a great ensemble comedy it, it's uh, you know it's it's kind of very left of center the style of it um, uh, obviously you know these characters are lovable buffoons who despite what they say and do how wildly inappropriate it may be there's still a sweetness to them and you you end up you know forgiving them and uh, um, I think all those things Put together, and the fact that the you know at least if we're talking about the first one, the fact that it was so dense, there's so many there's so many jokes in it that people found the second, third, fourth viewing, that when that happens, there's real ownership to a movie like that. It just seems also that people like watching people have fun, 
and it's clear that the Two. four of you yeah. guys yeah. Well, are having the, fun. The proof is in the studio audience. But it just does seem yeah. that the four of you are just acting like idiots <laughs> and yeah. having yeah. a blast doing it. Absolutely. And people enjoy watching that. Yeah. You you're seem like you're nodding your head. I think that's right exactly there. it. I think we're four buffoons. <laughs> and, you know, when, when this was, when we heard that this was actually going to happen, there was no hesitation, in part because we knew it would be funny and Will and Adam would w write something great, but even more than that, just doing it was, we knew it would be so much fun. So um, it is, I don't know if people really care whether you had fun, but you can see it. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see that we, we had a blast yeah. on it. You know, I think that all of these characters have a lot of flaws, mm -hmm. and we're all flawed <clears> as humans, so it makes it a little easier to digest, like, well, you know, at least I'm not as messed up as these guys. Right. <laughs> so it makes it easier to live yeah. and laugh. And you agree with that assessment, Paul? I'll be honest with you. I totally zoned out on all of <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You're the, you're the thing about your Chiefs. That's you, right. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Reid, mm -hmm. looking great in red. Mm-hmm. They love him, KC. That's how you hey, I did. I, I was. I did listen to everything they said, and I agree with all of it. Talk but, about a mustache. Right. That Andy Reid. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, okay. yeah. that's yeah, the yeah. one that you're talking yeah. about. Oh, okay, yeah. very good. Well, listen, guys, this has been fun. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on and, uh, you know, talking about the movie. And, um, Thanks for having us. And, you know, totally having your back oh, when the set comes down. That was scary. I mean, that just showed, that I think it showed a window into everybody's soul here. I think we're all still that, a little shaky. That, <laughs> that they jumped on yep. you to protect you, well. Steve. And it's sort of touching. It's a... It's a uh, moral. I don't know what the moral I is. It, I don't we'll, think there's we'll, any we'll moral later. at all. Some, we'll know later. I'm yeah, delicate is maybe what it says. It's a way homer sort of thing, like we'll or get on the way home. Steve truly is the candy center mm -hmm. to all of us. Did you give the Steelers ring back? You did give it back, right? I swear I gave it back. Okay, good. I had it on I just on want me. to make sure. Thanks for coming on, Will. I appreciate Thanks, it. It's Rich. Will Farrell. Thank you. David Koechner. Steve Carell, good to see Thanks. you. Thank you. Paul Rudd, good to see you. Anchorman 2 in theaters near you. Go see it. Paul, watch out. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Fun stuff, man. Fun stuff. And again, the television version of it, Brockman, uh, in a matter of moments when we wrap up this show, you will head to uh, your, the edit bay with uh, Paul. And I'm going back in there. We're going to put all the bells and whistles. Editor, and he's fantastic. We're going to feed it out tonight and watch it on TV there tomorrow, 10.30 p.m. Eastern on the network. Fantastic. Good stuff. Great job, Chris Law. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate great it. job, buddy. Yeah. And also on our on our blog page, um, we you you had a podium that you put there at the back end of the of the cafeteria with an NFL background, and we had Rudd, Will Ferrell, and Carrill do the green Jim Moore senior playoff and Herman Edwards. Yeah, you play to win, play the, to win game, the game, Herman, rant. Herman Edwards. Very good. All those, you can see those. We had uh, Red, or, uh, Kegner did one too, but about 10 seconds in, he went into a profanity-laced tirade, and it was uh, all bleeped. So too, too much. That one can't. That one's not hitting the, uh, the old NFL.com server. <laughs> too much. It would just be bleeps, I think, if we... It uh, literally would. If we tried to play it. But. So uh, let's pick games. Real quick, guys. Let's pick them and see how uh, see how we do. Um, do we have to recap last week? Because uh, well, here's the deal. I think I only that, won eight last. Yeah, week. We, 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 not uh, again. We we don't know if San Francisco is going to win. We assume they will. And you and I were nine and seven, um, Brockman, and you went eight and eight. Yep. And if I don't get these three wins, 
added to my total anytime soon, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, let's just we know that you have them, okay? Yes. So you're at one forty nine and eighty nine. Yeah. So you are I'm four five, behind Law and, and five, five back behind of you me. Entering, entering. Entering week seven. Okay, we're going to pick them all. Carolina against Atlanta. I'm going to take Carolina in this one. Anybody think Atlanta? Anybody going to shock them? No. No. Okay. Go on Carolina. Though. All right. Uh, Redskins, Giants. I'm going to say the Giants finish up strong. Me too. I'm going to take the Giants. Yeah, I'll, I'll go the G-Men too. Uh, I, I, there's no way I'm going to pick up games on you guys. Steelers, Browns. Steelers are going to take care of that. Yep. Titans, Texans. Titans. Yeah, there's no way. Vikings, Lions. I don't know. I'm going to take the Lions. I'm going to take the Vikings. I'll make. I'll try and make up one there. I'm going to go Lions. Good. Jets, Dolphins. Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to win. I'm that taking game. the Jets. They're going to win one for Rex. Finish eight and eight and make the Woody Johnson, John Isaac decision that much tougher. Bengals, Ravens. Bengals undefeated home this home okay. season. Yeah. I'm... I, I've been wrong on the Ravens every week this season. I'm okay. going to take the Bengals, though. Okay, I'm going to take the Bengals. The Colts, Jaguars. Indeed. I'm taking the Colts. Yep. Seahawks, Rams. Seahawks. Okay. Seahawks. Broncos, Raiders, Broncos. Yep. 49ers, Cardinals. You know what? I'm going to pick the Cardinals because I want to see chaos in this uh, in this last week okay. playoff matchup. San Diego, Kansas City. I'm going to take KC because I'd like to see Pittsburgh. I'm taking San Diego because they got nothing to play for in Kansas City, and they might rest their starters. I'm going to take San Diego also. You know things aren't just going to go normally either. That's New what England, I mean. New England, Buffalo. New England wins that one. Saints, Bucks. I think the, Sa- the Saints have to pull it out. Yep, there's no doubt. Bears, you, you, Packers, you give guys. The Bills no, Bears, no Packers. chance at an upset there. No. Okay. No. I say Rodgers no. comes back, plays, wins. wins. I'm with you. Yeah, I got Great the, I, prediction, pa- guys. Too. We're all going Packers? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, we may switch. If it's Matt Flynn, I'm going to go differently. Yeah, same here. One last prediction. Does McCown see action in that game? Yes. Does McCown see action? If they are struggling offensively, second quarter, Have does to. Tressman just say, I'm making the Phil Emery decision right now, and we're going to just go McCown and – that 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 will tell the world done. that yeah. Cutler's the done. The season's on the line. This is it. Yeah, but it's more than just this season for the decision. It's everything. He's yeah. not coming. There's no way Cutler's coming Dion back. Dion had a great point on game day final last night. He said, why would you pay Jay Cutler $100 million when you can pay uh, pay um, McCown. McCown $40 million and then spend that other 60 on the defense that's awful? He's like, you're the getting The two worst safeties, two Marshall says, things. every week. The two worst safeties in the uh, week. That's what. That's part of the drama that's going to play out in this that's game. That's my co-star. Guys. He's staying in the game. He's getting the good for you. <laughs> Cowboys, Eagles. Who oh, wins come the-, on. the Eagles? Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Oh, did the Cowboys really go eight and eight again? Eight and eight again. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say they. Yeah, they're just not as good. They're just not good. They're just not as good Sean as the Lee Eagles. Sean Lee out hurts them on defense. Where's not the same. Yeah, which means there's based on the way we pick games, I can't catch you guys, but the, the competition is what it is. Well, you can so go back. Based on, based on our picks, based on our picks, you've got in the AFC, Denver's the one seed, New England's the two seed, Cincinnati's the three seed, right? Or, or, and, and who chose the Ravens? Law? Did Not you choose? Me, no, no right. we chose. We all took Cincinnati, correct? Right. Yeah. We got that, and we have the Colts as the four seed. Yep. The five seed we all know is is um, is uh, Kansas, City. Kansas City. So how do who, how do we predict the six seed? I have the Jets. I have the Steelers. Hold on a minute. 
So you you chose everything I chose went the Steelers' way to go the Steelers' way. You got the Jets winning, so which I is took, that they need they so need I the Ravens Cincinnati. And then you took Kansas City. I took the I took the Chargers. Oh, I need the Jets to win for the Steelers to make it, right? You need the Jets. Right, you so need I'm the, the Jets. What, you need the Jets, Cincinnati. Yep. And Kansas City, Kansas City, and, and the Pitt, Steelers to win. That's how that's I. What that's took, that's yeah. what I took. I, I have the Chargers making it. I've got the Chargers at nine and seven, and I've got the Chargers making it too. Yeah. Or actually, if the Chargers Dolphins both win, who who gets that one? If the Chargers, the way they can clinch the playoffs. The Chargers must win. Miami and Baltimore have to lose, which is what I've chosen. Oh, I, I, took, I had Miami winning, so it looks like I have Miami. In the yeah, playoffs. I had Miami winning, but I switched it because I want, I'm going for yeah, the Steelers. With a Miami win and a Baltimore loss, Miami's in. Yeah, that's how I have it. So I got I'm, I'm taking the Chargers. And I'm going Pittsburgh. Love it. And None of us have Miami. taken the Ravens. Huh? Nice. By the way, after we, me taking the, way, the Super Bowl at last week's show. Oh yeah, I say a week ago I had Pittsburgh, I had Baltimore in the <laughs> Super Bowl. Jamokes. We know nothing. <laughs> Two jamokes I podcast with every week. Fantastic. Ugh. All right, guys, great job again. Awesome, um, Chris Good Law it, producing in New York. Brockman, I look forward to seeing uh, your finished product on the air at ten thirty Eastern Time on Can't Tuesday wait. night again after the Vince Lombardi Football Life Part One and the Conversation Show that comes after it. Do you have the reaired times? Yeah, I do actually. For the Anchorman uh, 2 holiday special? Two seconds on that. Do you have a holiday special uh, international shout-out, Chris Brockman? Uh, you don't have that either, do you? Not really. What do you mean, not really? It's holiday time. It's Christmas. Well, I really just wanted to wish everyone a happy Festivus. How do you go? Today is Festivus, Rich. Is it's, it? a fe- it's a Festivus for the rest it of is. us, Rich. So feats, air your grievances accordingly. Um, so good luck. The first re-air strength. is actually on Christmas Day. As I delay here just a second longer... Christmas Day at 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, re-air the following day at midnight, midnight. Eastern, yeah, 9 p.m. Pacific. Ones, yeah. And then there's a, there's a Friday third one? re-air on Friday, uh, December 27th. Wow. And that one is Deep coming into the week. at 4 p.m. Check your local list. Yes. Uh, have a great uh, Christmas, you guys. Thank you very Good much, Good to Rich. see you. See you uh, holidays, for at Chris Love and at Chris Brockman, I'm at Rich Eisen. I want to thank um, for this Anchorman 2 podcast, Michelle Alt yeah. of Paramount Studios. Um, I want to thank uh, Matt LeBeau and Jody Gottlieb, some uh, the uh, um, publicists extraordinaire, Zach Rosenfield who helped put this thing together. Those and, are some uh, people. Chris, Chris Vassallo at the NFL offices and everyone Huge else. Help. You know, Chris Vassallo, he gets my uh, nomination for the Commissioner Award for that. Oh, okay. Not me. No. Chris Vassallo. No. If I'm not getting one, you guys aren't getting one. <laughs> yeah, we're not getting one. We can't even get blue check marks. Come on. You're the voices of the podcast. You shouldn't. You, you can't get them. <laughs> right? Exactly. I uh, mean, if you're broadcasting, you can't get one. Well. Your, your, your platform is your award. Fair enough. Fair enough. At least that's what I'm figuring out after 10 years of this gig. That's what we've learned. You know what I mean? This is year three of the podcast. And if I'm not mistaken, there's even an award for unsung heroes. There is. So there's people who are behind the cameras who are even unsung. Right. If we're splitting it up that those on camera are sung, that means everyone else is unsung. So there's even an award for the unsung of the unsung. That's that's correct. That's that's unsung squared. Are you just mad because Hanukkah's over and Christmas is here? I am not mad at all. Please. Okay. I'm just saying. Rich, did you like your Santa Mooch present? I did, of course. It was my... It was my... um, (laughs) It was my... It was a promo. 
The best president I could get. I had turned on game day morning just at that time. Like maybe uh, the person before you was on Mooch's lap, and I had just gotten up. <laughs> I, I, the original, I was told, uh, the original present was the a Bob Costas book on how to win the Emmy. Oh. <laughs> but Kurt Warner made a similar Kurt joke Warner at the Eisman Trophy. So, did. I mean, come on. Kinda. The joke had already been done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at any rate, uh, uh, happy holidays to everybody out there as well. Be safe. Absolutely. Uh, next Monday... Is there is our next yes. podcast? That We're going to do it again on a Monday again. Uh, I believe I'll be broadcasting uh, on the television side early in the morning because of the Black Monday situation. Correct. Charles Barkley will join us to break down the uh, playoff brackets. He's going to pick them like it's an NCAA bracket. So it's been a while since we've had Chaz on it's the been show. A while, nice. yeah. We almost got a uh, we almost got some controversy with him and Sap on uh, who was faster. Uh huh. That's true. Maybe, well, Sap normally is here on a Monday, so maybe we'll get Sap involved. Maybe we'll get him in. And then and uh, how have you been doing? Potentially another guest as well. Uh, still kind of working. Wait, on that. Can you percentage it for me? Um, there's been back and forth. There's been good contact. Um, I would say. It doesn't it a, sound good. Is it a player? Sixty-five. It's an athlete. Okay, an athlete. Yeah, 65%. 65%. 65. Oh, let's get that percentage up. I'll work on it. For at Chris Law and at Chris Eisen, uh, Chris Brock, for at Chris Law, <laughs> at Chris Brockman, I'm Rich Eisen for at the Eisen Podcast. I'm on Instagram, by the way. Peace out. Stay listening to 